Welcome to the Curious Body Podcast, brought to you by the Pilates Foundation. The Pilates Foundation is a not-for-profit organisation that supports and promotes our community of innovative and passionate teachers. If you'd like to hear more about the Pilates Foundation and our upcoming events, visit www.pilatesfoundation.com or find us on social media by searching Pilates Foundation. Hello and a huge welcome. I'm Kat and today I'm joined by our diversity and inclusion champion Linda Lashley-Scott and diversity and inclusion advocate Angela Gasparetto. Hello you two. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me. I know you've been both been working hard on bringing diversity and inclusion to the forefront of the work that we do. And I wanted to start by asking one of you to remind us all of the Pilates Foundation's diversity and inclusion vision statement. Okay, should I take that, Angela? Yeah. Okay, um, so as an organization, the Pilates Foundation is committed to promoting and celebrating diversity and inclusivity. Through working with myself, and Angela, we're trying to create learning opportunities for our membership. We seek ease in which we as an organization can promote diverse and inclusive Pilates practice. And we wish to nurture a supportive and open industry that welcomes all to Pilates, both teachers and students. Amazing. I certainly feel that you've been providing us with lots of tools um you know material to read consider and think about in how we as the teachers make pilates accessible um to our clients in our studios um so i wonder today if we could get a little get could get to know you guys a little bit more about the work that you're doing with and for the pilates foundation Linda, maybe we'll start with you again Okay, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been doing, I would say, a lot of EDI work with my previous job, which I'm no longer doing at the moment, uh, oh, okay. as a curriculum manager of performing arts. So, so for many years at Edinburgh College, it's been something that we've been very passionate about. And I've probably um, shaped that type of work um, in the choreography that I've been creating in the lecturers that I've been doing mm -hmm. with students as part of the courses that are delivered. So it's been sort of, you know, a, a, a slow sort of trickle journey for that very large organisation. And, um, and then was approached by the board um, to maybe consider what we could look at for the Pilates Foundation. And I think it's, I, I really, you know, champion that um, by mm -hmm. saying, yes, let's get on board. Um, you know, I think for many organizations after um, what happened with George Floyd, particularly, you know, we all pivoted, you know, to looking at things very differently and also um, taking more of an active role in making changes. Um, and I suppose starting with ourselves, you know, and looking at what we can do at a local level and then maybe becoming more, more advocates and, you know, and trying to push agendas forward. 
Um, I think we all recognize that, you know, the Pilates Foundation, um, you know, seems and still appears to be fairly limited with regards to what others expect a Pilates Foundation um, teacher a to look like, what they do and so forth. Um, and I think it's more to do with, I don't think it's to do with the community not being um, open and welcoming. I think some of it is to do with, you know, we get very comfortable, you know, in our little lives doing what we do to the best of our ability. And I think the one thing that I have been very um, excited by is that the welcome that Angela and I have had from particularly our foundation um, community and the feedback that we have got from some of the work that we have put forward, it's been very exciting. And I think that um, Angela as an advocate could maybe give you a slightly different perspective, you know, from mm. her point of view. But I think with me being a black Pilates teacher, it's a very lonely place um, to be. Um, but I would say that a lot of the work that we're doing is trying to push things forward to, to make a, a change. And it's not just about race. It, it is about inclusivity and it's about diversity. And the exciting things that, um, that new minds and new bodies, I think, mm. can bring to the practice of Pilates. Mm -hmm. I'll hand over to Angela and I'll just keep chuntering on. That was, no, that was thank you. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't even know, I was thinking about this in preparation for this conversation and everything gets a bit blurry for me as probably a lot of people over the last kind of two and a half years. Um, I, previous to kind of taking on this work with the foundation, um, I, I, I worked, um, to, um, within sort of disability spheres. Um, and so um, I think that is really interesting when, and, and like, you know, and also to just say like, I'm, I'm, I'm a white woman in the Pilates field, which is like, you know, the, I'm ticking the, the, the kind of status quo boxes, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Which are unfortunately status quo, which is what we want to work to change desperately. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think um, because I had the opportunity and I continued to work um, with 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 um, disabled communities, um, partic particularly physically disabled communities, mm. I started to learn questions <laughs> um, and i really thinking about what is available and what's not available and why. And then definitely along with so many other people. And I was lucky during lockdown. I mean, I had, I still had some work. I, you know, I had a partner who was working and I was able to do stuff at home. But um, with the murder of George Floyd and all that happened in a lot of different countries as a consequence, um, I had time to think. I had time to attend talks, conversations, workshops, all through this kind of online world. And um, which included some, you know, really fantastic people, um, particularly from the States who were looking at the, not only the, uh, like the inequality, but the inequity within our industry, but, you know, beyond it, we're reflecting so many oh, things. Yeah. 
And I think um, I, so I, I, I was like, we need, we need to do something <laughs> like in terms of just dealing and starting to take a look at all of this and, and definitely hands up. Like, although I might've, I mean, I failed in many ways and I fail all the time. Like I'm constantly trying to unpick my own, you know, prejudices and biases and all of those things. Um, but ultimately something you said a second ago, Ethelinda, is essentially, um, I think listening, learning, and then taking action, then you go, okay, I, I, I'm learning, you know, and in terms of this um, idea of allyship and advocacy, I think it's a really interesting one that I'm constantly navigating. And one thing I've done and in my second year now, I'm working with is um, she's a children's physio in the States. Uh, her name is Jennifer Hutton, and she runs a group called Building Allyship. I'm the only one over here, although someone's now in Germany. And for the most part, every, a lot of people work in the health sphere, like physios and et cetera, et cetera. But it's all, and, and um, she's a woman of color. We're all white. We're all women, which is, I just find interesting um, because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. But we're all, we're all women um, that I'm aware of. There might be some people in the group that I haven't come, cross password to be fair but it's constantly looking at these questions and looking at access and looking at um you know open doors and and all of these things and because I feel really passionately that because the other work I do is is as I work with actors and I do movement with actors but essentially everything I do is how I think is helping as 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 a Pilates teacher myself is and a movement teacher is helping people to find their full expression within themselves and that's everybody everyone should have access to that um I don't know mm. if shit's the right word um and they don't it's just full stop they don't for very many reasons and if we look at just Pilates like there's a whole layers and layers of reasons why um and so that's why I feel really passionate about it and and was so uh, thrilled when Ethelinda was like I will take this work on as well um so yes that, that was a lot of words. Thanks. That was, but I, given that I do, you know, know you, I feel like I didn't necessarily know that that's, you know, everything that you're about and, and actually where that all stems from. And just two little thoughts that I had as you were both talking is the, the why wait? Why wait for someone else to do it? You know, we should be doing something about this now and like you say maybe we should have been doing something about it long ago which we've all been doing but it's the the actively doing you know trying to make that shift make that change absolutely. and and you, you sorry go on Epelinda. no i was gonna say absolutely and i think you know and i i i can consider that you know as a you know black pilates dance lecturer and I think for myself based here in Edinburgh um I think I can be quite honest I, I've spent a lot of time trying to be slightly invisible doing the job that I need to do mm. not riling anyone you know not making people feel uncomfortable um just trying to fit in and um, and I think sometimes for for individuals generally, you know, just getting on with those day to days, but yes, doing it very well. And even if you're still working in the sphere of education, doing all of the right things, but but putting yourself front and center, you know, is 
you know, which actually we're probably all used to doing because we teach, we stand at the front of the class, we come yeah. up, we choreograph and so forth. But it is putting a slightly different hat on. And I think that um, the, the concern sometimes, which I also feel, is that people look to me assuming I have all the answers just because I live the way I do. And I, I always have to remind people that I'm not an expert. You know, I have passion for one thing or the other, but I'm not an expert. And I think for a lot of us, it's the fear of making those mistakes that, that people yeah. are sort of you know petrified into not doing um Absolutely. you know and bystander mm-hmm. you know in that way so you're right I think you know that there there you could probably think back to a number of occasions in our own individual lives where maybe things have happened and maybe you've not stepped forward you've not done anything you know and you're riddled with guilt you know mm-hmm. when you walk away from it but there's just something that holds you holds you back. Um, and I think it is, it's, you know, putting yourself forward and and in a way probably recognising that you're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to be uncomfortable. Um, but it's, as Angela said, it's actually okay that that feeling of uncomfortableness is caring. It's if you can shift it and pivot it a little bit it's because you care yeah. and if you can let people know that, um, I think that really helps. Yeah, and and learning from it, you, it it's the same as anything else. You're 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 only ever going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And something else that you said, Linda, about community—that something during lockdown that I really realised is we as teachers do create such a community as Pilates teachers, such a community within our classes. You might have a mat class that might have 10 people in it. They see each other the same time every week. They acknowledge each other or they might know each other really well. And um, and that, that sense of community and actually being the face of that community and, and leading them, but also like you're saying, like trying to show them not not right and wrong, but actually think about this and it might depend on where you live. It might depend on whether you've got men or women. It might depend on so many different things, but being that accepting community, I, I feel ha- does have an impact on those people massively in, in their world, their lives. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I think as because you we are basically a leader in in our room our room the room that we're leading but I think like even today like I ran a, a session today with um it wasn't a play session it was a movie session and the you know masks are optional now and so I wore a mask because I work with a lot and it's no judgment anyone else but I knew that I was setting some sort of you know model for the room I work with loads of different people and so you know and I and so I think what so so I empowered people who wanted to wear a mask, but I also gave full permission. But what we, how, in, a, in stepping back, forget about the exercises and the movements that we do with people, but how we interface ourselves and our businesses, because we're business people, with the world counts. 
It counts if we ask for pronouns on our um, registration forms. It counts mm. if on our website, we let people know whether we're an accessible studio or space or what kind of access can we have. All of these things count because A, some people won't think about it because they don't mm. have to think about it. But they'll, the, the, they, but even that alone, even if they just click on our website for a second, they might think about it now. Mm-hmm. You know, all these tiny things, um, you know, they sound tiny, but they're really monumental, you know, all, all the way to um, the communities we teach in. And also, how do we reach out? I mean, Ethelinda, something that you talked about ages ago and um, was the, the notion that go, you know, say I'm teaching wherever in a community, I run a class in a community and I, you know, my door is open and I blah, 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 blah. And I said, yeah, but you know, that's not enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. I can't remember, you um, You talked about Ethelinda about the notion of going to these different sort of small, like sub-communities in our mm-hmm. community. Can I, do you mind talking about that? Because it was really interesting the way you kind of. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it was, um, I think it was from one of our training sessions mm-hmm. um, and we were doing feedback at at the end and yeah. and it was really interesting it was a question that was posed is how do how do we reach our marginalized communities and you know uh, these you know they're called hard to reach you know groups which I'm not very comfortable with but I haven't found something else to mm. replace it with just yet so if you're listening please send in so so, so yeah, the idea, and that's what I mean about the, the Pilates community generally, and particularly the Pilates Foundation, you know, having been a member since 2000 and, you know, and been to a number of, of the, the sessions and, you know, in that early training, we are open hearted as individuals. And that's why we go into the work, because we want to, you know, support people through their lives with the practice that we have. Um, so, you know, the idea that we are open, the doors are open and so forth, you know, people who are walking past who have maybe not experienced the type of work we do, don't, don't know who we are, um, or have an idea that it's a particular type of person that does these classes. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say normally, normally female, so that that's, you know, another, there's a barrier to inclusion there. Um, normally white, another barrier, um, you know, and normally of a certain sort of socioeconomic level, that's another barrier. Mm. So there's quite a few things. There's a real intersectional, you know, um, thing that's happening for, or, or anxiety for people who maybe are part of all of those groups and feel that going into that studio, you know, which is, beautiful you know it's all lovely and I always remember the studios that I worked in very clean and clinical and flowers in the corner and and so forth and classical music playing you know (laughs) you know you know it's just like um so you know so if you're someone from a slightly different cultural or ethnic background you you might not feel that that is somewhere that you belong so you know Mm. you know I, I suppose it is a bit of a responsibility for us to step outside of our boxes and and go into these communities. I think the difficulty is, and we've had these conversations, Angela, many times about, you know, if you are someone um, who is that stereotypical Pilates instructor, A, 
um, how culturally sensitive you need to be. So you've got learning and training to do yourself, um, but also whether or not you might feel that you are welcomed if you do step out of that box and how you make those connections. Um, but it shouldn't stop you from trying, um, you know, and, and reaching out because I think that one of the things that COVID has taught us is that there is a different way to communicate with people, you know, so even if you are doing your online classes, um, you know, if you have a certain, um, you know, ethnic group that maybe can't do mixed classes, you could maybe provide you know, online, you know, female only classes, you can accept that maybe if you go into these communities that you're not gonna be seeing, um, you know, women standing up in their lycra leggings and vest tops so that their bodies can be fully seen. And, you know, how do, we, you know, we need to learn to navigate, you know, these, these new experiences. Mm as well um so yes it is it's about you know being bold and being brave and sort of stepping out and and maybe offering you know classes at uh limited you know price you know in that way um having something where maybe your more affluent clients can buy forward classes for other people you know so there's quite a few ways that because i know it's as angela says it's a business you know, and you have to be, have a business head on as well. But I always think, you know, there's a huge percentage of individuals who you're not tapping into. You could, you could build your business around. Always. Yeah, yeah, always. You know. And I think too, I mean, I, I don't know any, I don't know, I've never come across a Pilates teacher who hasn't, part of the reason they've gone into it is because they love to teach and there is a degree of service involved do you know what I mean like we are we are serving in many ways um and empowering and um helping people grow and and all of those things by within the remit of being a Pilates teacher of being a movement teacher and I think too one thing um you made me think about it Linda is you know even if we do kind of don't go about it the right way or whatever whatever I think the biggest thing that I have been learning a lot <laughs> over the last particularly two years is because I can be quite naturally as a person. Um, I like I always worry about getting things wrong or saying the wrong thing. I can, I can, especially if it feels important, but I'm um, doing the best I can to muster up courage, um, work with a good intention. If I mess, if, 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 if it's not the right thing or if it's, you know, then going, OK, I hear that. And also knowing, so say, you know, there's a community, it's just not one knock sometimes. Mm -hmm. You might, you know what I mean? Cause that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's tokenistic. Yeah. You know, it's, if you really want to establish a relationship with anybody, <laughs> you know, it's more than one coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really about listening. And I think, and the same goes for the physical practice of Pilates. It is about listening. It is about listening to not only like sort of like, I hate to use the word demographic, but, you know, say if, you know, for instance, if it is a group of Muslim women or if um, there is um, a group of teenagers who are um, in um, like a subsidized housing or if we're um, working with a wheelchair user 
um, you know, what we do all the time is listen to our students. And it's the same thing, although it requires more learning, um, probably than, you know, maybe, I don't know, um, and responding to the person in front of us, which is what we do all the time. And I think what I think what's great about foundation teachers, the teachers I know in my own training is we're encouraged to be creative. We're encouraged to work with the individual in front of us. And I think that encouragement and that confidence is, uh, that's what good teaching is anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think yeah. that, that is what we need to do all the time. And and it's no different. And and having you know uh, in, in increasing our um, our the information we have about uh, cultures and um, and language, terminology, all of those things. That's our job, you know. And um, yeah, that you were just making me think. I you you could be um a, a great teacher but it doesn't have to be in that immaculate studio like you're saying mm -hmm. Evelyn Derrick you could teach someone on their kitchen floor you could teach someone on their office floor wherever it might be or providing that service and um yes it's nice to be able to go into a nice studio but I remember as I started Pilates when I was 16 or 17 in the local gym we laid on these like judo mats that stank and and I loved it you know, I loved the process of what I was doing, and but I didn't feel at the, I mean, at the time, and again, I am a white female, but I didn't feel comfortable because I was the youngest person in the room, everyone sort of knew each other, and even just that initial moment of going to a class and knowing what to expect or knowing what it might even feel like, or what if, if it's your first ever class, what what are you going to be asked to do? do you need to be wearing tight clothing do does it does it really you know does that stuff matter mm. and actually for you know for quite a few clients that i've had they've you know they've asked those questions or you know and 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 they're the kind of people that probably are a bit more comfortable you know being in those situations and they're asking it yeah. so how do others feel when you know there's other factors involved so yeah yeah, I think that there's that there's those there are these expectations of of what we think it's going to be and what it's what it's going to look like, and I think that that's all about the marketing as well, you know. And it's yeah. and again, it's that uncomfortable place um, about you know you want to market to welcome everyone in, but you don't want to necessarily you know I would say create a false illusion of really mm. where we are right now because yeah. this is where we are you know and 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 got a long way to go we know that um but i think it it's trying to find a way um for people to feel that they can access the service as angela said that is provided and i think mm. possibly that way is by stepping out and into those communities you know um you know in the first instance and so I was just thinking, like I said, we've had lots of resources that you have shared with us. Is there anything else coming up in the pipeline? Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> F, do you want to? <laughs> no, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. tag team. Yeah, we'll tag team. Let's do that's tag team. Um, 
I think one of the things while Angela's maybe looking through things yeah. um, that, that um, have been really, I've been quite excited about our, um, our diversity calendar and, and about um, creating something, because we're talking about awareness and, you know, people do have busy lives and various things like that. So just trying to find ways where you can sort of key into people, you know, and say, you know, oh, it's, you know, we're celebrating this day, we're celebrating this day. And um, one of the things that, that we managed to persuade board, thank you very much, board, um, to buy into was um, the, the diversity calendar. And um, we've had further conversations with the company as well. Um, and it's something we will take back to the board because we can actually um, use it as a template to put in all of our own information into it. So as well as what they've already got in there and celebration of a variety of different days and occasions, which I'll let um, Angela pick up on as we move forward, um, that you know, there are opportunities um, to put uh, you know, the Spring Connection weekend in as part of the calendar, you know, specific. Mm -hmm you know, links like, you know, a link to a podcast or a link to, you know, other activities within that, that then we can share with our um, Pilates community that they can keep for themselves. And then, and then in a way, then share with their clients. So, you know, you might have a week of something in your studio or, you know, there could be something specific that's happening at the end of the month and, and, you know, and there could be a call out to all of the foundation members to say, right, we'd really like you to really think about this on that particular day as you're going through your classes. So we'd really like to celebrate this. Mm. And I think that that um, is a really good way to, to begin to open up those conversations with, with you know, many people. That's such a way to bring our community together as a collective mm -hmm. as well. And even if you you know you're, you don't have to run a special event for something, but it's just sometimes having that idea in your mind, a bit like you know your theme for your class, yeah. it might, I mean, aren't they all about breath? But yeah. <laughs> sometimes you might really focus on breath. And um, yeah, just having it in the back of your mind does, it send, I think it sends you, it, get, it gets you thinking, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think like, and again, what's great about this awareness um, day calendar, and I forget which, because we found a few, um, well, Ethelinda found a few, and then we went with one. And I forget, it'd be worth mentioning, because this this is available, it's a UK-based one. There's a bunch of American ones as well. So if anyone's listening in, in North America, or I mean, but this one was a UK one specific, which was great because all the links on it are sort of connected because some dates are different celebration kind of, or like yeah. awareness days are different or awareness months. But yeah. what's also great about this calendar is even if like you make sure you don't put any meetings for your staff on a particular, you know, like a, a religious holiday, let's say, even if nobody there, you know, just in case um, if you, uh, you know, if you have, uh, students um, who celebrate Ramadan yeah then maybe during that month maybe you say I'm going to offer a later class online so it's literally about so and also if you you know a lot of teachers um, more and more use social media as an interface and that social media interface is 
people learn about who people are that way and what kind of vibe people have and you know what they're you know what they're interested in as teachers and as practitioners so you know and and acknowledging these different awareness days and um and which brings me to something that we have coming up for our members which is um so which um, is going to be all published soon but um so we have so the Pilates Foundation have a book club, um, which happens um, and Kat is uh, running the next one coming up soon. Um, but um, we oh, also right. have like a, a, a um, oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but we have a, a, like a for lack of a better, like a DNI book club as well. So we're putting different books in. So um, that's part of our we, we're doing workshops, talks. And I'm going to silence that. I'm so sorry. Um, and um uh workshops talks and you know book clubs and so coming up on the 19th of may in the uk anyway i'm not quite sure uh what other countries of any others um is the i'm looking to make sure i get it da, 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 is oh probably it's, it's global accessibility awareness day on the 19th of may so we know that that awareness day is coming up so around that um a few oh God, a number of months ago now one of our the one of our the things that we had for our membership was called courageous conversations with um a man named rick rogers who runs paracheer international athlete dancer um paracheer um so cheer, cheerleading paracheer which is integrated cheerleading um leader and uh also wheelchair user and so we had a conversation with him and, and where he, well, he sort of presented information to us about um, working with disability. And so we're gonna, as to, to mark um, the Global Accessibility Awareness Day, we will be resharing that video. Um, and we will also be having a book club to follow up, um, choosing a book that is about demystifying disability, mm -hmm. about language, about things like that. So. So right. that's sort of so in, in the past, things that we've done are um, uh, unconscious bias workshops. Um, Ethel ended a courageous conversation as a, a, um, as herself. Um, and we've had a couple of book clubs. So and constantly putting out information. We also have a studio accessibility audit coming out to our members, which is a kind of this big kind of checklisty forum just to see you know what what is what's working in your studio what what so if someone contacted you say um i'm you know i have a physical disability these are my access requirements you would be able to know like that if, if you can accommodate or not and also if possible people can start to make some changes to their studio environment if they can um so those are the things we have imminently coming up and i forget Athelinda. October, we were talking about the fall as well, but yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying to, and that, that's why the, um, the calendar would be, you know, a good, is a good starting point, because we can actually put all of these things within the calendar that then we can share with the members as well. So they can be backed up, of course, with email reminders and they can be on the website and so forth, but they can actually sit within the calendar um, and if there are any um, podcasts or any other pieces of information, you know, we are busy. Not everyone can attend every session and so forth. But, you know, we could have updates as well that happen, which means that maybe there's another session that you think, right, well, I can't make September book club based on that. But all I see is happening again in December 
right, let me ring fence that, you know, because it's really important. It also means that we can then do a call out to the members and, um, and any clients as well um, to say, right, this is our calendar. Do you have any ideas to input yeah. into this? So it's not just about us, you know, throwing all of this information and these resources out there. Um, as I say, you know, we're, we're not the experts, but, you know, we're sort of leading from the front, you know, and as part of that, we, you know, doing a call out to say, you know, what else can we do? What else is there? What are you doing in your local community? How can we, you know, pop that, you know, it could be in the calendar or it could be, you know, a place on the website, you know, to say Kat is doing this work, you know, um, you know, so let's champion those individuals who are, I'm sure, already out there doing some of this work um, as well. Yeah. yeah, if you have anything or have any ideas, feel free to email in to um, the admin email for the Pilates Foundation, which we'll include in the notes for the podcast. Um, yeah, you really have been working your socks off, haven't you? Oh, go on, Angela. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to add as well, for anyone listening to this podcast who is not a Pilates Foundation member, um, just, not just, I'm trying not to use the word just, it's so reductive. Um, I'm, you know, if you're like, this is not happening, I want this to happen, or maybe get involved. If your organization isn't doing anything, go knock on their door. If they refuse to do something, do it yourself. Like, you know, the only, we can think about things, we can talk about things, we can all read books, listen, we must listen, but ultimately it takes doing something to make change. That's just, you know, it's just the way it is. And so um, I encourage anybody out there who, um, who, if you're not a member of the foundation, um, in, you know, there are, uh, find who is doing the work in your community. And, um, and if it's not happening, um, be, be, you know, be one of the people who helps to be an agent of change, whether yeah. you are, yeah, amazing. Um, you know, a person of color yourself, whether you are trans, whether you are like me, white, cis, you know, whatever, find your way to contribute. And, and, um, and I think make sure it, uh, I cannot speak on behalf of my, me as, as sort of a, a white woman, um, listen shitloads. Mm. Listen, listen, listen. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And um, I was at a, a meeting last week with Voluntary Health Scotland and um, James Joplin, who runs uh, our division of the, what is it, uh, of the British Heart Foundation, mm. said to have, I've got it here, activity ambitions have activity ambitions. So, you know, oh. you, you, you know, you, you need to, and, and, you know, there's a sense of pride that comes with that as well, I think, you know, um, yeah. and I think what you'll find is if you do have that, you will turn and you will see that there are others who want to join you. You won't be alone for very long at all. Yeah. Amazing. I feel, and I feel with that, just thinking of like those little quotes that, in, with Pilates, I just remember someone saying years ago, you know, this work works mm. and the work that you guys are doing and putting into all of this, it does work. 
it will work it's going to work like change change is happening and it's gonna continue happening forever but we 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 can do what we can do and and make those changes now so yeah thank you both so much i feel like there's so much more to talk about but we should probably we can come back another time for now <laughs> yeah and the and you will do we will have more maybe we'll have to speak um have a little look at one of the books or something like that but i'd love to have you back Cool. Thank, Thank you. you. That's great. All right. Yay, thanks bye. for having us. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so much.